The wisdom of experts can change your life. As a co-chair at the University of Texas, you've attained this elite status from growing and evolving over the course of your coaching career. In our Learning from Experts podcast, exclusively for the head coaches here at the University of Texas, we're going to accelerate that process. You'll hear from world-class coaches, sports psychologists, and successful people. And occasionally, it's the wisdom that impacts other areas of your life, like your health or your marriage. But here's something really important to appreciate. Timing. Hearing something at exactly the right time makes all the difference. Sometimes it's repetition. Hearing a concept multiple times until it resonates with you. So buckle up. This week's Learning from the Experts is about to begin. Hey coaches, John Mitchell here. So this week, we're going to listen to an interview I did with our very own Vic Schaefer, head coach of our women's basketball team. Now, this is Vic's fourth year on the 40 Acres, and big things are about to happen. He just signed the number one recruiting class in the nation. And without a doubt, he's going to win a national championship here at the University of Texas. He's right on the verge. In the interview, listen for how he recruits to a fit and what recruit to a fit really means. Also listen for how Vic has no desire to be good. You'll love how he explains this. And lastly, listen for a unique strategy that Vic applies where he puts on a, literally a full court press on teams as they try and inbound the ball after we score. I don't know if you've ever been to a women's basketball game, but this is pretty amazing to watch. You'll appreciate the huge psychological advantage it creates both for us and the psychological disadvantage it creates for our opponents. And here's the essence of what you'll learn. Life is all about perception. Perception. As you're recruiting to your team, it's all about the perception you give the athletes. Vic shows us the power here at the University of Texas to sell recruits on coming to a school that is truly elite. And he's got a great spiel on how he sells that elite perception to recruits. He hits them emotionally. And people buy on emotion, then justify it with logic. So buckle up as we listen to the one and only Vic Schaefer. And remember, hey, as a head coach here at the University of Texas, you're living the dream. Vic, welcome to Learning from Experts. We're glad to have you. Well, I appreciate you having me today. I always, uh, always look forward to this and, um, you know, so appreciate uh, the other folks that you have on here. I always learn a great deal from them and, uh, you know, uh, it's the old saying, if the day you stop learning is the day you're done. And uh, right. I, I don't know it all. Don't pretend to know it all. And so I'm always anxious to see who you've had on and and uh, listen to them. So appreciate you. Well, I tell you, you got a, a big year coming up. And, um, you know, I was listening to our last interview. And uh, and so I want to take us to, to a, a deeper level today. And uh, one of the things you talked about, that really got my ear was you said you have no desire to be good. <laughs> Explain that to our coaches. 
Well, it's just, um, you know, it's a miserable way to live, but the bottom line is, is there's nothing, you know, um, here at the university of Texas, I mean, we're all trying to be elite, right? Elite is a choice. Um, if you're trying to just be good, this ain't the place to do it. Um, I think it, it starts at the top with our leadership with, uh, you know, our board of regents with, uh, president Hartzell with CDC. I just think it's something that it starts at the top and it permeates throughout our campus. You know, our president is a lot like a coach. What makes our university a top 10 education university is not the beautiful buildings. It's not the oak trees on campus that are so unique to us. It's the guts in the building. Mm -hmm. And the guts are the professors. And that's who our president, who our board of regents, those are who they're recruiting to come teach here and to um, impact our students. And so, uh, again, I just I think that's what makes us, obviously, from an education perspective, elite. Again, elite's a choice. You don't have to choose to go get those people. You don't have to choose to live in the top 10 education-wise or athletically. You can just be good. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I have no desire to just be good. I'm at a point in my career where I'm trying to win that last game. You know, I've been in it four times. I've, I've won it once, but I'm trying to win that last game of the year. And, um, and, and so it's, it's, um, you know, it just has to be a mindset every day that you're trying to win the day. You're trying to be elite. It's a choice. That choice then when you choose to be elite, you know, the, the commitment, the drive, the focus, the intensity, the passion at which you do things, it's just different. And I think when you walk on this campus, you meet with those people that I just mentioned, they just exude that. And I think that's why I'm here. You know, uh, it's, it's the choice that I choose to, to, to be in, in the environment that I'm in and, uh, it fits, it's a fit for me. It's where I'm at. And, uh, I'm, uh, again, I just think that's, that's where we're at here at the university of Texas. Right. Well, you know, Vic, I got to challenge something you said, you know, at the start, you said it's a miserable way to live. I don't buy I don't buy that for a second now, Vic. <clears throat> and I want to look. And here's the thing: this is, I think you 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 um you know for me, so you got to you know, your blessing in life is when you find the torture you're comfortable with. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. really, I mean, yeah. you when you find that torture that you're comfortable with, man, that's a blessing. And I, I just think I'm comfortable trying to be and finish number one in the country, you know, and that's hard to do. I mean, just winning is hard to do. Yeah. Winning is hard. And, and I, I think you, you know, you can get lost in that sometimes. I look last year, my team won the big 12 First time in 20 years. 
that team with all the injuries that they had and the new kids that we had, the four transfers, the freshmen that we brought in, that team probably on paper, you go, there's, they got no business winning the Big 12 with all the injuries, the games missed. I think we had 50 games missed by starters and or players that played 20 minutes or more. So, uh, you know, when you talk about that, you go, that team's got no business. But that team, I have so much respect and admiration for those kids because they did it. They fought through adversity. And and yet, I'll be honest with you, it's just like it's expected around here. You know, sure. it, not, not a lot was made in the media with it. Right. Um, you know, um, it, it, it's just, well, okay, they did it, you know. Uh, and, and yet, it was really, I mean, those kids, man, battled through a ton of adversity. And it, it just, but I, I think when you live in the bubble we live in, I mean, it is, that is the expectation. And I knew that when I took the job. Well, but, but you know, the thing that's interesting, and I know you preach this all the time, is uh, the standard needs to be not what other people think, but what you think. And so, you know, that team and you uh, get great satisfaction from, from knowing what you accomplished despite those um, disadvantages. And so yeah. it's, all, it's all about mindset, right? Correct. I mean, it never entered our mind that, you know, we weren't going to do it. I mean, it, it never entered our mind when we lost Sonia 14 games left in the season at that time, our leading score mm -hmm. that we still couldn't do it or we weren't going to do it. We were going to find a way. I think that's, that's what you do when you're, when you're at a, at a level of excellence, you just, okay, what's next? You know, you, 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 you have to be like that duck on the water, right? You just let that water roll off your back and you, you keep going. And I think with that team, that's just what we did. Then we get down toward the end in crunch time, season on the line, last three games of the year, and we lose Jocalinga for two weeks. Yeah. We had three guards to play three positions the last three games of the season. Like, it was crazy. And then we went into the conference tournament, and she still wasn't available early. So – I just, I just think that that's the mindset that we've tried to create around here is that, hey, no matter what, we're going to bow up. We're going to bow our neck and, and, and just put our head down and go to work. We don't talk about the end result. We try to keep our culture where it allows us to be, be successful. And I think that's the biggest thing. When your focus is on not championships, but your focus is on what helps you win those championships – the process it's us it's the culture it's the commitment it's our focus it's our intensity if we can commit to those things the end result is going to happen no question but yeah. you can't get caught it's like climbing that mountain climbing that ladder you start focusing on that top rung you're going to miss a step down here and fall all the way to the bottom yeah yeah i buy that well, well, you know, I want to share something with the coaches. So you uh, were kind enough to come and uh, talk to uh, my class with Bill Cunningham earlier this year. And uh, coaches, this is pretty cool. So Vic rolls in there about uh, 
11.05, and he's uh, done heavy notes. But he comes in there, and it's just a stream of consciousness for 30 minutes, and it was friggin' amazing. And he talks about, you You remember this, you were talking, talking to a, a girl that was considering going to, to Duke, and and you were making the pitch to uh, why why Texas was so much better and and just you know thirty minutes of of who you are and what you're doing with your team and you know you didn't see this but when uh, you left uh, everybody was like wow we've been studying leaders all semester now we see one in uh, the flesh and it was. I mean, it was palpable, the effect that you had. And you might just, you know, tell that story about the, the girl from Duke and how you pitched Texas. I, I thought it was fabulous. Well, I'm not sure that I remember, Doc. <laughs> uh, uh, remember that, uh, the, the whole pitch. But I just think that, again, here at the University of Texas, I mean, when you're a if you're a, especially, you know, 90% of our population is Texas kids. Right. Right. And I, I just think when you, you start considering all the factors and the brand that is Texas, if you're going to work in Texas um, uh, or if you're not going to work in Texas, but I, I think if the brand itself, and then if you're going to go in the medical field and the brand that is our UT med school, right in and of itself. I mean, it just separates, you know, from so many competitors for me at Texas, you walk on this campus, the average ACT is 30. That's the average. That means there's 34s and 36s walking around. And, and, and so I, I just think that, uh, you know, for us, my student athletes, I mean, when we sit in the tank, we're sitting next to Olympians, all Americans, all conference players. When you sit in class, walk on this campus, you're 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 sitting next to future doctors, lawyers, engineers, uh, physicists. I mean, you can just go down the list. The kids here, um, we don't have a lot of yahoos running around as my mother would say, right. you know, people are focused here on an education and certainly just like Harvard and Yale, we got our parties on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Everybody does. But I think what separates us and, and the elite is that you may be out Thursday night, but you're in class on Friday morning because yeah. you understand the importance of being in class. And, and so I, I just think, and again, top 10 education, public institution, that speaks to the guts, the, to, the, to the professors, the people that are teaching you every day, the insight, what their background has been, not just in public school teaching, but maybe in the workplace where they come from the workforce and have those real life experiences in the workforce. And so, you know, uh, I, I just... Again, I I uh, I walk on this campus and see it every day. I, I know I just feel like our our uh, I have a real understanding of 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 what we you know how we want to be here. You know what the level of excellence in all things uh, that is Texas, and and so 
Uh, I think we wear that. I, I, I think our leaders wear that. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I think then it permeates through the rest of campus to the students. Um, I just think everything about this place screams elite and that's a choice. And that's the choice that we've made here at the university of Texas. So for that young lady to, to me and any person, um, you're at the best place in the country. You're, you're at a place that it's not a four year decision to come to Texas. It's a 40 year decision. Your decision to be here will set you up for the next 40 to 50 years of your life. And that to me, that's gold. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know you've, you talk about you, you recruit to a fit. Would you explain that? What that means exactly? Yeah. So again, we have a style of play, um, that not everybody can do. Um, and, and, and so for us, um, we do, we recruit to a fit, um, you know, from a style of play standpoint, if, if they're not able to play and do the things we want to do from a scheme, uh, standpoint, it doesn't matter what the number is next to their name in a recruiting service. We, we can't, you know, we, we can't take them at the same time, you know, we might take a kid that might be ranked, you know, a different number that might be higher and people think, well, how come? And the reason is because she is a great fit. We have evaluated her and our evaluation, we obviously weigh more heavily than what some service thinks. And well, does, so does that, does that mean that when you say a fit that they're going to play defense that they play for you? Is that what you're talking about? Well, not just that, but also the, the athleticism, the, the, knowledge of the game, the speed at which we play, the tempo. Uh, and then the other part of the fit is, is their, their uh, you know, do they love the game? Like I ask that question in every in-home, like, do you love the game? You know, and, and I've had kids tell me before, well, coach, it's a means to an end for me. I need it to go to college. Okay. Mm -hmm. You don't need to probably come for, play for me at Texas. Um and I get that, but you know, you, again, it goes back to the fit piece of my team right now. They come early, they stay late. If all you're going to do is invest in the practice time that we have, and that's all you're going to put into the game, you're not going to reach your full potential. The game is real fair. You get out of it, what you put into it. And you know, so for us, a fit is also that we before me, um, it's the it's the the whole culture piece of of uh, understanding what's important there, um, and and in so many other things, the locker room. You know how how we are in the locker room. I we you know I have I, I've talked to our kids about think about what you're thinking, think about your thinking. You know, and, and 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 that's a that's an area where I think right now, for instance, kids have a great day at practice. They're on sky high. They have a bad day at practice, and it's oh my gosh, mm -hmm. you can't get caught up in that. Like we're looking for consistency. Just try to be consistent, but think about your thinking. And again, um, it's just the 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 mindset of the 
the focus, the intensity, your commitment, your drive. I mean, all that has to be a fit for us. Um, as you know, we're really, I'm passionate about what I do. And, you know, I'm not over there sitting on my hands during a game. I live and die with every possession. You're right there with me down there on the end of the bench. Right. But I need players like that. We need people that are committed to that, that, that choose to be elite and to be special and to embrace that, the commitment, the drive, the focus, the intensity, the passion. Those are all things that it's just really important that we have. Right. Well, I tell you one thing that, that uh, totally impresses me that, that a lot of the coaches may not know, but, uh, this, this was powerful when I first started seeing you coach and how you coach. So after we score a basket, then you put basically the full court press on the other team as they're trying to bring the ball in. And I see psychologically the impact of that. You know, you've just scored. So we're, we're on a high. The other team is feeling a little defeated. Now you you like put the foot on the throat as they're trying to get the ball in. Would you just talk about the psychology of that and, and also what it takes in terms of your players to, to be able to do that for the full game? Well, again, we're, we're if we're doing what we want to do, like we're going to dictate what you can do offensively. Like, if my teams are really locked in, like you're not going to be able to run some pretty set and get somebody coming off of a double down to get a wide open shot. Like we're going to make you create your own shot. And it, and it, in women's basketball, sometimes, you know, kids can't do that. Mm -hmm. So for us, um, you know, a couple things about the press, the press creates an atmosphere. That's number one. Um, and, and so the atmosphere that we try to create with that is one of a little bit of discombobulation, you know, discombobulation with the other team, uh, there. So if you're going to play Texas and this makes it hard for scheduling, quite frankly, uh, it, if you're going to play us, you're going to have to spend 10 to 15 minutes a day leading up to playing me working on breaking the press. Yeah. Over a over a, a three day period, that's an hour or forty five minutes that you can't work on something else. And, and so, it, it for us, you know, that's something that we do. We're comfortable with every day. We like that tempo. Um, and and then the other factor then is is the fatigue factor. By the fourth quarter, you're just handing it to us. You know, you're yeah. tired. You're, you're fatigued mentally, you're, you're throwing it away. You're, you know, you just, you're wearing down their, their point guard. Um, it, it just becomes a, a, a fatigue issue. And so we take great pride on our, you know, being a tough, physical, aggressive basketball team doesn't say anything about our skill set, but if we're tough, physical and aggressive, I think that means we're pretty good. I think yeah. if Coach Sark has somebody, you know, if they describe his football team as tough, physical, and aggressive, he probably likes that. Well, that don't say anything about his quarterback and how far he can throw it or how fast his receivers can run or how good his running back is. But if they describe our football team here at Texas as tough, physical, and aggressive, that's probably pretty good. Right. And, 
So we we really like that. We embrace that. And uh, again, that's something that is developed over time. It's not you just don't wake up one morning and be that. Um, you know, it, it, it's something that's developed. Right. Well, I know I know you have the reputation as a defensive coach, but I also see that in the past you've had great offensive teams. And like a couple of years ago, um, you had to be uh, defensive oriented because you just didn't have the talent offensively and that that the goal was to always hold a team under 60 points this coming year. Where does that fit? Are you going to have uh, a more balanced team or is it going to be defensive heavy or offensive heavy? Yeah. So, uh, that's always our goal, John is to be hold people under 60. That's right. just, that's just a way of life for us. That's where we want to be. We know we're playing really hard if we're doing that. I think that's the gauge for me. Um, it's how many turnovers are we forcing? Um, you know, how, how many, how many steals are we getting? And then the, the point number. Do you have um, a goal on, on steals and turnovers? So, yeah. So turnovers, we want to force 20 or more mm -hmm. and want to hold people under 60. Always nice to get 10 steals or more. And, and so, um, this year's team's got a chance to really be good offensively. Um, you know, uh, came out yesterday, Rory's preseason player of the year. I got the best point guard in the country. Um, and that's where it starts for me uh, in basketball. You know, you win with guard play. And then when you start talking about guard play, you, you better have a, a dynamite point guard. And I got the best in the country. Um, and then the next important player is your four player. And I got a, I got an all-conference player coming back in Deanna Gaston there. And so both those kids were, were preseason all-conference. Um, Madison Booker, uh, my freshman from, from Mississippi, uh, was preseason freshman of the year. And uh, then we had two other young ladies, uh, Leah Moore and, and Shaley Gonzalez, that were on the honorable mention all-conference team. So, um, you know, I'm excited about this team. Uh, I think Taylor Jones is going to have a great year. She's coming off the first summer in her college career that she hadn't had to rehab a surgery. And so very similar to Deanna Gaston. I always said if I could get a healthy Deanna, I think she'd be really good. Last year, Deanna was healthy. She's first team all conference. I think Taylor's in that same boat. If I can get a healthy Taylor Taylor Jones, I think she's got a chance to be an all-conference player. So, um, you know, for us, um, it, it's, you know, this team offensively, I think will be, we, we'll have some weapons and we'll be a little bit better offensively, can score a little better. Um, and then I think defensively, though, they think they understand and, and, and know the importance that we put on that end. For a freshman like Madison, who's going to play, um, you know, she's got to learn real quick the importance of playing defense. And uh, um, same thing with, with Gisela, uh, our other freshman guard. But you win with guard play, John. I mean, in basketball, you win with guard play. If you don't have good guards, it doesn't matter how much size you have. If you don't have guard play, you can't win. Is that because the guards have to distribute the ball? Well, you just – you know, you you can't run an offense if you can't you don't have anybody can dribble it. 
Uh, if you don't have anybody can shoot it, people will pack it in and play tight zone on your bigs and they won't be able to breathe. Right. And, uh, and so you, 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 you win with guard play, you win with guard play, you win championships with guard play and size. And so we both, uh, we've, we've got guard play and size. We've got some depth. I just got to keep them healthy. You know, I've always had healthy teams. I've never had anything like last year in my career. Right. Right. Well, you know, I know that it's a challenge to find great players and great players are a combination of, of the mental side of the game, as well as physical talents. Would you talk about that? What, what makes a great player in your perspective? Well, I just, I just, um, I think they have to be, um, really passionate about who they are and what they do. And, and I, I'll be honest, I think it it carries over, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything, John. Yeah. That's it. it. How you do anything is how you do everything. And and so from a, from a perspective of being great, it's the attention to detail. It's the little things. It's, 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 you know, to me, those are, that's what really s- separates people. Um, and so for, for me and, and, and having somebody that wants to be great, you know, I've had several kids that have been in this gym all summer. They've come early, they've stayed late. They're in here on their own. Um, it goes back to what I told you earlier. You get out of the game, what you put into it. If all you're putting into it's two hours a day of practice with everybody else, you're not going to reach your full potential. The other piece is you got to get uncomfortable to reach your full potential. And, and so don't come in here and stand around and do the things you're comfortable with. If you're having a hard time handling the ball, then come in here and work on your left hand, work on your off, your, your non-dominant hand. Um, you know, those are the things that the great ones do. They come in and spend time on their craft, but to be great. I mean, I, I just think those things are, you know, Paying attention to detail is so important. And then it's how you work, right? It, 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 it's not what we do, but how we do it that separates us from the rest of the country. Well, it's how you work. It's not just coming in here and being in here for an hour. Well, what are you doing when you're in here? Mm-hmm. You know, it's how you work. And so, uh, again, um, The boring, monotonous, everyday thing that you do, the mundane, torturous Mm. thing that you do every day, um, again, to me, that's, that's where you find consistency and that's where you find success. And when you can, again, (laughs) is when you can when you can get comfortable with that that's when you're going to be successful you know i think for me like i've i've talked in you know last year when we were going through the injury thing i'm like okay maybe i need to change maybe we need to do this this and this and my staff looked at me like i had three heads and they're like what are you talking about why would you do thing any do anything differently when you've had nothing but success doing it your way and, and, and so I just think there's no substitute for hard work. 
it, it takes what it takes. It takes what it takes. And you got to get past hard. And right. the thing in today's world is it's hard to get past hard. And a lot of times when it gets hard, people just quit. They mm -hmm. just, they quit. Whether it's in real life, business, work, athletics, they just quit. They go somewhere else. They get another job. They transfer. It, it It's hard to get past hard, but that's the challenge. When you can get past hard and see the results, the fruits of your labor, when you see that you got uncomfortable and you met that challenge, like that's, that's what we're talking about. Right. That's, that's, that's what we're talking about, but it takes what it takes y'all. And again, how you do anything's how you do everything. So, so are you saying that great players really, uh, are not so much genetic as much as it, as it is drive, right? They, they, they will themselves uh, through hard work into being great as opposed to just having natural talent. Is that a fair assessment? It's a choice. Elite is a choice. Right. And, 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 and so if you're going to choose to be elite, everybody wants to talk it. Nobody wants to walk it. Not many. Mm -hmm. So elite is a choice. And if you're going to choose to be elite, Again, it goes back to those words I said. Again, are they just mere words? Or are they the backbone of you and your program? And for us, they're the backbone of our program. Commitment, drive, focus, intensity, um, passion. Those are the backbone of our program. And it's what this place deserves. Right. What the University of Texas deserves. It. it, it Again, I know that's what is on this campus. I know that, you know, that's what our professors and our teachers and, and our administrators, our deans, that's what they're, that's where their passion lies and where their focus lies on being the best and, and, and being, because again, when you read that in Newsweek, oh, we're top 10 in the country, we're number nine. We've moved up to number nine in public institutions. Well, that isn't because we're building new buildings. Like, right. That has nothing to do with it. Tier in Houston is not the number one rehab facility in America because of the building. The building is the most unassuming building in the medical center. When you drive up to it, you'd never dream that that's Tier, the number one rehab facility in America. But it's the guts inside that building. When Logan was hurt, I had firsthand vision, knowledge, seeing it every day, it coming alive every morning at seven and going to bed every night at 530. I'm talking about the building, but that's what makes it number one in America. It's the guts of the building. It's the guts of our campus. It's the leadership. It's our coaches. I mean, I told the story last time I was on here. I sit in a meeting of 19 head coaches we just finished fifth in the country, went to the Elite Eight, and that's not even good to, good enough to finish in the top half <laughs> of our teams that season. We had 10 teams play for the national championship. Four of them won it, six of them finished second. The Elite Eight's pretty good in basketball. Fifth is pretty good, but at Texas, it, that year it wasn't even good enough to finish in the top half. But Again, that's where we've chosen to live in this bubble.
And that's the bubble that is Texas. Right, right. So, so what do you think your special talent is? You know, I, I'm a big believer that everybody has a special talent and the sooner you figure out what it is, the better you are. What do you think your special talent is? Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm consistent. I think our kids know what they're going to get from me. Um, you know, I think from a preparation standpoint, I think I'm, I think we're, we're, my staff and I are over and beyond in preparation. Um, our attention to detail is off the chart. Um, I think our work ethic separates us. Uh, you know, we just had a, an incredible recruiting weekend of, of, um, you know, underclassmen, not 24s, but 25s and 26s. I mean, it was unbelievable. We had basically had the USA team here. Um, hard to do that. But I, I think we really work hard. And I'll, tell, I'll say this, we believe good things happen to good people. And I've tried to surround myself with, you know, good people. They're, they're, we're all very focused, very driven, like-minded. Um, and, and so from, from a stand, you know, for me, I think I've, you know, I'm smart enough to know I can't do it by myself. And I've been able to, to really hire great people. And, and, and again, what separates us is our work ethic. It's our attention to detail, preparation, um, I think those are all things I learned, you know, as a kid being the son of a bird colonel in the United States Army. Uh, right. I, I, that wasn't a, a look. Those weren't mere words in our house. You know, that was the backbone of the Schaefer family. And, and I just think that that's, you know, what I, I learned early doesn't mean I was really good, you know, at doing that as a young person. But I've learned over time. There's just no substitute for hard work. No kidding. It's quite frankly, my conscience won't let me do anything other than that. Like I, I just have so much respect and admiration for this place, um, for the history of this place, um, and, and for my game, you know, of women's basketball. And, um, I just, I can't, I, I my conscience won't let me do anything other than that. Well, you know, you're an example, a uh, shining example of living a, a passionate life. And that's the way to, to live. And you're such a great example for those girls and, and your staff. I mean, you know, they're seeing firsthand how to live uh, passionately and, and that'll impact them for the rest of their life. And I'm, I'm sort of curious, do you think that most players have a negative inner voice? Um, I think, I think that, you know, I think, I probably think we all do, you know, there's always that one right here that you're, 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 that's trying to justify that's yeah. our world, right? Our world just wants to justify everything instead of being accountable. Yeah. I try to be accountable. I mean, not, I, I don't, you know, I don't dodge anything. I I'll, I'll attack it head on. I'll, you know, I'm, I'm accountable. I'm responsible. I don't run from that responsibility with my team, with my staff, um, and, and, or from our administration, I I'm, I'm responsible and I'm accountable. And, um, 
I, I think again, that's a that's something that our world is just void of. And it's, you know, I try to teach that to our players. Uh, we're going to be accountable. We're going to be responsible. Um, we're a part of something way bigger than me or us, right? Right. You know, playing basketball here at the University of Texas, being a student athlete here, we're a part of something way bigger than ourselves. And again, that's part of our culture, right? We have to understand that and embrace that. But just the, you know, the whole, just understanding that I think is really critical. Right. Well, you know, this, this negative inner voice, you know, I was, uh, I had lunch with uh, Brock Cunningham on the men's team yesterday and we're talking about that. And, and I asked him if he had a negative inner voice and he said he did not. And I didn't have a negative inner voice, but Vic, I'm telling you, I see that 80 to 90% of people do. And, and, you know, my attitude is, boy, life is, is hard enough without you piling on you. You know, you gotta, you gotta have that attitude that I can accomplish anything I set my mind to. And I got to think that a lot of your girls have that negative inner voice, but because of the culture you're creating and, and what you're driving into their subconscious mind on a ongoing basis, you virtually eliminate it or certainly dampen it down. Don't you think? No question. I think that's our job as coaches. We've got to build them up. We've got to, you know, it's our job to develop confidence in these young ladies. Well, how do you develop confidence? You develop confidence by being good. You know, there, yeah. was a, there was a coach back in the day in this league. I don't have to mention who they were, but they always talked about their swagger and their team's swagger. And we've lost our swagger. And I used to chuckle because they would always say it after they'd lost two or three in a row. Well, you don't have any swag because you're not winning. You know, it's hard to have swagger and walk around when you're getting your butt beat. Right. And don't just, you know, and they would say, we got to get our swag back. We, you know, we just need to, and it was like, okay, you're going to wake up and get your swag back. No, you're going to get your swag back by winning. And the only way to win is go to work, fix your ills, fix your problems, address them, go practice, get better, and then go win. And then you'll get your swagger back. But right. you're not just going to wake up and get your swag back. Like, I just yeah. used to chuckle when I would read that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But it's because you're getting your butt beat. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. And it's hard to have swag, you know. It's it's hard because, you know what, if you're walking around thinking you're all that in a bag of beans and you're getting beat, man, yeah. you got problems. You got bigger issues than that. <laughs> uh, and, 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 again, that's that – we over me mindset of, Hey, you know, like I've got these kids right now that are all preseason something. Okay. Mm -hmm. But all that is, is a prediction. You haven't done anything. You know, we're going to be picked to win the league today, but we haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. That's just what somebody thinks of us. We got to go out and earn it. Right. Go out and make that happen. And, the only, the, you know, the only thing harder than leading from the front is winning from the front. 
And that's right. where we're going to be this season. We're going to be picked to win the Big 12. Man, that's the hardest thing to do is to win it from the front. Yeah. And, you know, last year, Iowa State was picked to win it. I think they finished, you know, third or fourth. We were picked second. We won it. Um, it, it it's really hard. You know, it's just really hard. And that'll be a great challenge for our team. And we talked about it. You know, we've already, I've already talked to them about it. Hey, we can't focus on the winning the championship. Our focus has to be every day getting incrementally better every day, 1%, and focus on the process. That's right. what the focus has to be. And, uh, again, it starts for me with our culture and 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 the we over the me, and, and it's our attitude. That's the one thing you carry with you every day. Every time I see you, you got a great attitude. You got a smile. You're informative. You want to, you know, you're, you you want to talk about things. When I when I talk to our kids, that's the one thing you bring to the gym every day. It's one thing I bring to the gym mm -hmm. every day, and we've got to have that attitude of gratitude. Uh, every day, that attitude of, hey, I'm here to get better. I'm not all that in a bag of beans. We over me. That's what we have to have every day. Right, right. So as as we wrap this up, Vic, how have you changed as, as a coach? Because I think all the coaches, I know all the coaches totally respect you. And, and we've got coaches of different ages how have you changed as a coach as you've gotten to this point you're at now? Well, I certainly think I'm, I, I try to be really in tune with our players, but now I don't know that I've, I've changed. I've just always tried to be really in tune with them. Um, again, I'm responsible for these young ladies I don't ever want to have to make a phone call at three or four in the morning because that ain't a good call. And lucky for me, I've never had to make that call. And uh, and and so I, I really try to be in tune um, with how they're doing. Um, I try to really be in tune and motivate them academically. And um, and so um, you know, again, uh, we have no idea what these kids go through every day. You know, you don't know what kids have going on in their personal lives back home. Um, and I think you have to, you have to understand that, that there's so many um, challenges and distractions these kids have. And we have to keep that in mind, um, you know, when we see them every day. And, and just be in tune with them. And I, I think that's what makes my staff so great is that we are, you know, we're really, we pay attention to those things. We're, we're really, um, we're really cognizant of that. I think we, you know, I think I'm really good at reading people. And, uh, and so I think just that piece is, is something that we really try to, try to stay in tune with, with our kids every day, because we just don't know, you know, you don't have any idea who called them last night at 10 o'clock back home and something's going on back there that didn't happen yesterday in practice, but now all of a sudden today might be affecting them. And, right. um, 
again, we've talked about it and bragged on it, but University of Texas is hard academically. It's mm. challenging. And, and so you've got that wearing on them as well. And, uh, and so uh, I just think for me, I, I've, I've really tried to be in tune and, again, want to make sure they know that we're here for them. But, uh, look, we don't apologize for being demanding. Uh, that's that's who we are. I don't think I've changed in that regard at all. Um, you know, I, I think that's the piece that we they that they know they're going to get that from me. I'm consistent with that every day. That right. There's certain there's a certain way we're going to do things, and we're going to do it that way every day. We're, right. we're, we're just we're, they they know every day we 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 want things done a certain way and that's what i go back to it's the mundane boring torturous work um you know that you like and when you find that you like it you'll do well and i think for our kids they find that and they end up doing well because of it and again we we don't win because we're complicated we win because I think we're pretty basic X's and O's wise. And then we are just really, we, we've done it so many times and we know exactly what to do and how to do it. That allows us to be great at it. Right. Well, you know, you mentioned that the University of Texas is hard from an academic standpoint. And as a teacher here, you know, here's what I see, and I guess I want the coaches to understand this. It's not really that hard, believe it or not. Now, what determines how well they do is whether they have a consistent study routine. But if they're putting in the hours and it's same time, same place, basically every day, and they got a study routine and they're putting in the hours, uh, it's really not that hard. You know, it's it's like, you know, being great at basketball. If you focus on the process, you'll be great at it, right? No question. I think it's even – I think let's be fair. Let's let's be fair and say let's take the hard part out and let's put in what I just said about playing women's basketball here at Texas. It's demanding. Yeah. I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think, agree with that. I think, I think the thing that – you have to understand about a student athlete is that we're going to get them four hours a day. Whereas the regular student has that extra four hours a day to study. Yeah. Our kids are over here, you know, either in treatment, practice, post-practice treatment, film, whatever, but 20 hours a week, you know, between 17 and 20 hours a week, the normal student has that time to study a student athlete is investing that into their craft, their sport. And so that's what makes it demanding from a student athlete perspective. And, and so again, it, it makes it demanding for our student athletes, I think more than anything, but again, it's, it's where we've chosen to be. It's where we've chosen to live. We understand that we embrace it. Look, we embrace it. They come in here and tell me, hey, coach, this math class is kicking my butt. I'm like, hey, I get it. It kicked my butt too, but we still got to take it. Right. And we got to find a way to navigate it. And right. I think that's what's great about our athletic departments that we do have. We have great people in academics here in our leadership. And then we have access to tutors, you know, that can help them get through those demanding um, classes. And so, you know, for us, 
hey, if I've got a kid and it's got a class in the middle of practice, then we got to move practice. I'm not going to keep somebody from getting the degree that they want here from the University of Texas. Right. Uh, we're going to work around that. And, and so, um, you know, I, I, again, I think to be fair, it's demanding, but you know what? So is the basketball piece too. Well, you, you know, one thing I do with, and Bill and I do this together, you know, we have each student come visit with us individually early in the semester. And it, two things that sort of come out of that. The first one is, is I ask them, do you have a consistent study routine? And half of them do and half of them don't. And I'm like, well, if you're going to be successful here, you got to have a consistent study routine, same time, same place. And so uh, how many of them take that advice? I don't know. The other one that I, I tell them, which you I know you'd appreciate this. I'm like, you go to the professor early in the semester and say, I'm getting an A in your class. Just put it out there. And now you said in the professor's head, um, the expectation and, and because, you know, you're, when you're a professor, you're reading all these, these, uh, papers and they all look the same largely, but when you plan in the professor's head, th this, this kid's told me he's getting an A or she's getting an A I'm telling you, it impacts the professor. And then at the end of the year, before the final, you go, Hey, I told you I'm getting an A. What, what do I need to do on the final exam? But just planning that expectation in the head of the professor is a game changer. Just, just like the mental thing that you're setting your kids, kids up with you buy, do you buy that? I, I certainly, you know, do, because if you're, if you're going to speak it, if you're speaking it into reality, exactly. You're, you're speaking it into the atmosphere. Yeah. You, you, you've put yourself out there. You, you, you've said it now that's talking it. Now can you walk it? Right. And I think you're challenging yourself when you say that. And so, um, you know, I, I think that's a great thing. Um, yeah. and, and, um, you know, I, I didn't, it would have been, I'll just be honest. It'd have been hard for me <laughs> when I was a student. Right. Well, and Vic, I'll you know how many students have said that to come and done that with me? Zero. <laughs> now I'm telling them in my class, here's what I want you to do. And, yeah. and I'm pressing it a little harder with them that this isn't just a suggestion, you right. know, yeah. but, but, uh, I knew you'd appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, Hey, this has been great. Thank you uh, so much for carving out the time. Uh, it's just, uh, the impact you're having on these kids for the rest of their life, uh, blows me away. So kudos to you. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and, Hey, I look forward to coming and seeing you and Dr. Cunningham again in that class anytime. And uh, again, it's uh, always an honor to be on here. We have so many great coaches here at the University of Texas. And uh, it's just uh, our kids, our student athletes, um, you know, are, are being coached and mentored and developed by the best in the country. And I have so much respect and admiration for my colleagues here. And again, they choose to be elite and yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be in the midst of people like that. And again, that's where our students here at Texas have chosen to be. They, they, they have chosen to be around elite people, elite students 
Um, and and so it's a it's a unique you very it's, it's really an incredible and unique place. I, um, as I told uh, uh, President Hartzell the other night, this it's an incredible time at the University of Texas. It really is. It and, is. Uh, really, again, I'm humbled and honored to be a part of it. Well, great. Well, until next time, hook them. All right. Praise the Lord. Hook them horns. Coaches, that was so enlightening. I hope you found it beneficial to you. So let me share with you three takeaways to think about. So here's the first one. Vic has no desire to be good. He only has a desire to be great. And Vic says it's a miserable way to live. But really, it's a great way to live. A blessing. Vic says you have to find the torture you're comfortable with in life. It's all about playing all out. And coaches, think about this great saying Vic has. He says he doesn't go fishing. He goes catching. That's pretty good, right? His focus is to finish number one in the country. Anything else is unacceptable. And here's the second takeaway. The press after his team scores. Vic does something that virtually no other team does, and the other team hates it. After his Texas team scores a basket, they put the press on the other team as they're trying to get the ball back into play. This press creates discombobulation for the other team and stress. After doing this a whole game, it mentally wears down the other team to where in the second half it shows up in turnovers and the other team just being mentally fatigued. Coaches, what do you think about that? I see that this press has a powerful psychological effect both on Vic's team as well as the other team. It sets the tone of being physical and aggressive. And here's the third takeaway. The University of Texas is the ideal place for Vic. He loves it. He says elite is a choice. And Vic says that everything at the University of Texas screams elite. When an athlete makes the decision to come to the University of Texas, it's a 40, 50-year decision. It has huge implications for the rest of their life. Vic feels like the University of Texas is the ideal fit for him because who he is is elite. And that's what he demands from everyone around him. And here's the action step. So coaches, here's something to think about for your program. Doing something like Vic does with his press when the other team tries to inbound the ball after Vic's team scores. I have courtside seats for the women basketball games, and I've now watched this for three years, and I can tell you how powerful it is. Not only is it wearing down the other team mentally, it's sending a powerful message to, to Vic's own team. So here's the thing to think about. Is there something in your sport that you can do that has the same impact on your team as well as your opponent. I'm telling you, it's been a powerful approach for Vic's teams. So think about it. Until next time, hook up.